Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking rates and lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Rico Muhammad, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Tonight we are going to be caller-centric. Uh, if you got, I've got a question out there. How has the ELD mandate affected your business? What, uh, how has it affected the rate that you're seeing? How has it affected the way that you're doing your operations? Uh, is it good or bad as far as the uh, the rates? I've got some information, but I really would like to, you know, get a little bit more feedback from a broader spectrum. So uh, we're kind of leaning on you guys to chime in a little bit and tell us what what it is that you all are uh, have been experiencing, what you have been seeing thus far into the mandate. Uh, so if you would, go ahead and press the number one. That puts you in the queue for us to get your call screened and get you up and on board. Uh, but before we do that, without any further ado, let's jump start off the show as we normally always do, and that is talking about this week's USDA fruit and vegetable report, where we are seeing some uh, where there may be some possibilities to take advantage of some opportunities on the spot market due to the ratio of loads to trucks in certain areas, and on this report, I'm seeing a lot of red, and red is always a good indication when we're looking at this report. We have a lot of areas that are showing that they are uh, experiencing a real bad truck shortage, which always spells dollars on the spot market. In those areas, you will have this report up for your viewing pleasure. It should be posted in the next three minutes on the Rates and Lanes Facebook page, Uh, but the report is showing that we have major shortages in central and western Arizona, Mexico crossing through Nogales, Arizona, Kern District, California, Oxnard District, California, San Joaquin Valley, California, Santa Maria, California, South District, California, San Luis Valley, Colorado, we are actually central and south Florida has a shortage indicated on here. Idaho, Merle County, Oregon, Falls, Burley District, Idaho, uh, Mexico crossing through Texas, Yakima Valley and Winchy District, Washington, and central Wisconsin. All of those areas that I just listed off are areas that are highlighted in red, which means that there is a major, major shortage of trucks load-to-truck ratio in those areas. Areas that are experiencing slight shortages are San Luis Valley, Colorado, South Florida, Aristotle County, Maine, Eastern North Carolina, Nebraska, uh, New York, and Columbia Basin, Washington. There are no areas that are being reported for slight surpluses or surpluses, and we got a few areas in the country that have an adequate supply of trucks, but this is all good news, all good news coming from this week's USDA truck rate report. So 
So without any further ado, let's jump over into this week's DAT Trend Lines report for the week of December 24th through December 30th. There was urgency to move freight before the end of the year, but the combination of frigid weather, tight capacity due to both the holiday and the recently implemented ELD mandate means that it cost more to move those loads last week. Load-to-truck ratio surged, setting a new all-time record high of 12.2 loads per truck for vans. Spot rates also reached historic highs. The national average van rate rose by $0.02 cents per mile. The national reefer rate jumped up $0.06, cents, and the average flatbed rate just held steady. So let's dig in and get more in-depth into this report. Starting off with dry vans, we're going to look to see how the uh, van demand and capacity report for the previous week of December the 24th through the 30th, how it panned out. During the holiday week, van load postings were down 22%, and truck posts fell by 36%, which pushed the national load-to-truck ratio up 22%, from 10.1 up to 2.3 loads per truck, the highest ratio ever recorded in DAT trend lines history. The national average van rate increased by two cents. And historically, looking back, van load post and van load post increased 12 percent in December compared to November, and truck post fell 14 percent. As a result, the December load to truck ratio increased by 31% to nine van loads per truck, the highest monthly average ever recorded in DAT trend lines. December ratio was, uh, the December's ratio, excuse me, was 139% higher than the same time that it was this time last year of December of 2016. Also, we uh, held steady. There was no change in the price of diesel fuel. So diesel fuel held steady at a national average of $2.90 per gallon. Now let's jump over and see how dry van rates were performing over the week of December 30th through, uh, excuse me, December 24th through the 30th. And Christmas week brought the highest national average van rate of three and a half, bumping up, bumping up two cents to $2.11 per mile. The van load to truck ratio soared to the highest level ever recorded in trend lines. Uh, taking a look back historically, the national average van rate for December hit $2.11 per mile, up $0.04 cents compared to November. That's the highest monthly average rate ever recorded in trend lines. The rate was $0.38 cents higher than the same time of the average of December of 2016. Taking a look around the country, breaking it up by regions, we're going to start out in the northeastern portion of the United States. On the spot market for dry vans, we show outbound spot market rates coming out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at $2.32 per mile. Moving down into the uh, southeastern portion of the United States, we have Atlanta, Georgia, checking in, showing average spot market rates for dry vans at $2.45 per mile. Moving up to the midwestern portion of the United States, Chicago, Illinois, checking in, showing average spot market rates at $2.95 per mile. Moving down into Dallas, Texas, we have 
outbound rates coming out of Dallas for dry vans at $2.12 per mile. Bumping over into the West Coast, the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California, showing outbound spot market rates for dry vans checking in at $2.92 per mile. Moving back and jumping over to the flatbed portion of this report for the week of December 24th through the 30th. During the Christmas holiday week, flatbed load posts were down 32% and truck posts dropped by 46%. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to increase 26%, jumping from 41.6 loads per truck up to 52.3 loads per truck for the week. The national average rate, however, held steady last week. Historically, taking a look back compared to November, flatbed load posts increased by 2% in December, while truck posts declined 17%. That resulted in a 23% increase in the load-to-truck ratio compared to the previous month at 35.6 loads per truck. The ratio was 77% higher than in December of 2016. You can see how uh, national rates were performing for flatbeds for the week of December 24th through the 30th. The national average flatbed rate held steady at $2.33 per mile, just one cent lower than the peak rate in October. The national load-to-truck ratio increased last week. Taking a look back historically, the national average flatbed flatbed rate in December remained at $2.33 per mile for the third month in a row. Flatbed rates are 37 cents higher than they were in December of 2016. Taking a look around the country, spot market rates coming out of starting off in the northeastern portion of the United States, coming out of Hasburg, PA, show spot market rates for flatbeds at $3.76 per mile. Moving down into the southeastern portion of the United States, we show outbound spot market rates coming out of Atlanta for flatbeds at $2.53 per mile. Moving into the Midwest, Rock Island, Illinois, showing spot market rates for flatbeds at $3.03 per mile. Moving down to the mid to the central portion of the United States, Houston, Texas checks in showing $2.65 on the outbound spot market rate for flatbeds. Wrapping up the West Coast, Phoenix, Arizona, showing outbound spot market rates at $2.24 per mile. That, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this portion of the flatbed report. Jumping over, moving over into the temperature control reefer portion of the DAT report for December 24th through the 30th, reefer load post on DAT load boards declined only 9% last week, despite only being a four-day work week. For comparisons, truck posts plunged 32%. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to surge 33% from 17.8 to 20.7 loads per truck. Taking a look back historically in December, reefer load posts increased 4%, while truck posts declined by 12% compared to November. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to increase 18%, jumping to 14.1 loads per truck. 
the ratio was up 73% compared to December of 2016. Let's take a look and see how those rates were performing across the country for reefers on December 24th through the 30th. The national average reefer rate jumped six cents, $2.46 per mile, its highest mark since July of 2014. The national load-to-truck ratio also soared. Moving down and looking at um, historical, back in December, the national average reefer rate was $2.46 per mile, which was three cents higher than the November average and the highest monthly average ever recorded in DAT trend lines history compared to December of 2016. The rate is 47 cents higher. Taking a look around the country, starting out in the Northeast, Elizabeth, New Jersey being the representative city, showing average spot market rates of $2.04. Moving down to the southeastern portion of the United States, Lakeland, Florida, checking in, showing average outbound rates for reefers at $1.58 per mile. Coming out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, we have setting the benchmark $3.39 per mile on average. Coming out of McAllen, Texas, the south-central portion of the United States, we have $2.37 being reported. Coming out of the West Coast, wrapping up the report, Fresno, California, we have an average spot market rate of $2.75 per mile. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this week's DAT trend lines report. And now for the portion of the show that I really uh, don't enjoy all that much, but you need to know the information, the bad broker report. Thank goodness that this report is not uh, super long this week. Uh, We're going to pick up. We didn't have a show last week, but uh, we didn't have many. uh, We didn't have many added since the last time we did a show the week before then. So we're just going to pick up um, with the latest addition to the bad broker report. And the ones that's making entry this week, Bonita Truck Brokers, Inc., that MC number is 317-771. FMCSA shows that their trust fund is scheduled for cancellation on 1-11-18. They have over $94,000 in non-payment complaints that have been reported. Next, to make entry onto the bad broker report list, MLS Freight Logistics, LLC, their MC number is 269-020. They have over $162,000 in non-payment complaints that have been reported. Uh, FMCSA shows that surety bond is canceled on 10-29-17. They are an extreme risk. 48 Express, Inc., that MC number is 208 FMCSA shows that the surety bond is canceled on 11-10-17. They have over $18,000 in non-payment complaints. Brom Logistics, Inc., Brom Trans MC number is 787-926. FMCSA shows surety bond will cancel on 1-4-18. They have over $24,000 in reported non-payment uh, complaints. And that, ladies and gentlemen, thank goodness, is the end of the bad broker report that wraps that up. So without any further ado, uh, we're going to go 
Ah, I see my good friend uh, has joined us. I, I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to join us tonight. Uh, we're going to be blessed, but we're still going to keep the, th- the theme of the show the same. We still want to hear from you guys. But without any further ado, I definitely want to bring this gentleman on, up and on board with us real quick to catch up with him. We hadn't talked to him in a little while. He was feeling under the weather a little earlier. Mr. Chuck Snow joins us, ladies and gentlemen. Chuck, how are you? Well, I think I'm better, Rico. I'll tell you what, about uh... – about a quarter to 12 on New Year's Eve, we were having a family get-together here, and I said to my daughter, i got to sit down for a minute, and I was shaking like a jackhammer, and uh, I had some champagne at midnight, just a sip of champagne, uh, kissed my wife, and then waited till our guest left about quarter after, or 20 after 12, and I've been in bed ever since about five minutes ago. So uh, wow. whatever flu is going around, it's... It's a nasty. I've got to warn everybody. Uh, practice good hygiene habits and, uh, you know, double wash your hands. Um, and just well, be I'm careful. Glad this I'm, is nasty. I'm, I'm glad that you're feeling better. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely glad to hear that. Uh, Chuck, you can provide us with a couple of different uh, nuances to our topic at hand. We, You know, we just ELD mandate is still freshly, uh, has been freshly implemented. Um, what have you guys seen on your end of the traffic uh, from both the uh, motor carrier aspect and also from the broker aspect? What have you guys been experiencing as far as uh, pros and cons and, and rate information? Uh, let's get some feedback from you, first of all, and then we'll, we'll go down the list. we got some people that got their hand raised. Well, first of all, um, cons, I'm going to say, you know what, there's no wiggle room anymore when it comes to our fleet. You know, we're a driver who is detained, and, uh, you know, you could, you could fool around a little bit with paper logs during that time. That, that's not there anymore. It hasn't been there for a while. So, you know, when that driver's detained, that, you know, that's hours off his or her workday. Uh, that's the new world order. We didn't, you know, you and I and our listeners didn't order this. That's the way it's come down. I think the, uh, the big pro for all of this, and this goes from our carrier side and from our brokerage side, um, on our carrier side, we're we're able to get better money uh, from our customers, and you know some of them that have been really tough cookies, very difficult to deal with, um, very you know very adamant that this is the price they're going to pay. When I called them last week, just before the holiday, or between um, Christmas and New Year's, and said, "Listen, uh, we you know we've got to have more money." The attitude was, yeah, we understand. We're getting these calls from everyone. I've had customers just call me out of frustration and give me pricing. So the pricing is out there. We are now in a position after all these years, how stupid we all were, me included, we gave it away. And, you know, it took the the U.S. government to put a stop to it because we gave away our labor. And it's not going to happen anymore. So that's the big pro. I think we're all going to be able to get paid for what we do. That has absolutely been my sentiment for the longest of times. It's not that it was not that I was ELD or, or, or anything like that. My my whole position on the ELD thing was that I wanted us to stop giving away that free labor. Stop being that magic eraser. Stop just uh, uh, accepting being dumped on and and not being able to get fairly compensated for it. 
as that and I, and I thought that you know my assumption was that if once this got implemented that we would definitely see rates go up and 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 now you actually might be at this. and with that being said with the rates being able to go up and with the people with having to run under the mandate now you might actually start to see and I'm not sure about this one this one kind of remains to be seen but I'm uh, now you may start to see this quote unquote capacity crunch that they've been talking about for the past 25 30 years that that never really materialized um so so maybe maybe we might see some movement on that front uh Rico I I tell you what I think we're there already um from my brokerage side I see it uh we were paying crazy 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 amounts of money last week out of Texas more money than I ever saw in my life so I think the capacity mm. crunch is definitely um it's definitely here You've got an awful lot of uh, drivers that have decided that they're not going to run the open highway anymore. Uh, Owner-operators that aren't going to do it, they're going to run local. They don't want to deal with this, you know. uh, They realize that it's not going to be like the old days. And, you know, they just can't run uh, chasing the produce like they always have. Because then you get into unfamiliar territories like we always talk about. And you lose even more time because you don't know where you're going to stop. And you think you're going to stop right. somewhere, and you know you find out there's no parking spots. That's a serious one. Exactly, absolutely. Well, we asked for some caller participation. We got a couple of people that got their hands raised. There's plenty of time and plenty of room for you if you want to get in on this discussion. Without any further ado, though, let's go and grab Mark. We want to get some feedback from Mark. Mark, uh, you're all live with Rico and Chuck. Can you tell us uh, hey, what you doing? Hey, you know, he Dirty. is absolutely right. The rates are going up. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, I'm a local owner-operator in Illinois. Not only run Illinois, and I'm going to tell you what, things are becoming phenomenal. <laughs> it's great. Uh, this ELD mandate is restricting many, many drivers to, to pause their foot. It, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Saying they cannot run illegally anymore, okay? Because, I mean, we know that, the industry knew that, and the rates are tremendous. And I'm very satisfied with that. Now, what I'm hoping for, what I'm hoping for in the next decade, if it just continues to do what it does, because if it drops, we're all going to be out of business. What do you think about that? Well, it's not going to, the only thing it's going to make it drop is if they come out with these autonomous trucks. That will definitely, that, that's that, a game changer. Well, Chuck, you were, oh, Chuck, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> okay. You read my mail, Chuck, because that was going to be the next thing that I brought up. That was going to be the, 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 the next subject that I was going to introduce was how, how now with, with, with the rates accelerating, uh, it seems like really going through the roof. How quickly will this accelerate the introduction of more autonomous trucks into the industry? Right. It's going to have to. Well, you know what? We always, in our industry, you know, we always uh, seem to be the authors of our own misfortunes. So uh-huh. what is, we're all going to get very greedy. And it's not just you and I and, and Mark on the phone, but it's the, 
the Swifts and the Hunts and all the rest of them. Uh-huh. Everybody's going to get greedy, and we're going to push the shipping industry so far that yes, we're going to yes. push them over the edge, and the autonomous technology is going to have to be accelerated. Now, I have a hard time believing that that technology will be available in, on city streets in 10 years. I can actually see it I on an interstate. I don't see it. I don't see it either. But so you because Kevin Rusford always talks about it, you know, he's like, well, you know, this and that, you know, and I mean, I think there's gonna be more lawsuits involved with, you know, because electronics do fail. I mean, it doesn't matter. You have a phone, you have a computer, you know, there might be a little glitch, things will get out of whack, and it can cause industry standard insurance rates to tremendously go up high, I think. That's my opinion. Well, I just you know can't see... Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Now go, go, ahead, go ahead and finish your thought there, Mark. Okay. Well, because my opinion is, I mean, the way I look at it, okay, you, you have a self-driving vehicle. That thing is going to cause some type, some type of havoc eventually. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's a computer. You know, computers fail. There's going to be lawsuits. There's going to be all kinds of, I mean, the insurance rates, I think they're going to skyrocket afterwards. What do you think about that? I Actually, no, I think that the, I think when we take the, uh, I think when we take the possibility or we reduce the possibility of human error out of the equation, I think things get safer. The problem is, unfortunately, no disrespect to the, noble legal profession but there will be somewhere along the line there will be a um there'll be a fatal collision involving one of these yeah there will be right and and even if a drunk uh driver driving a sports car smashes into it um into that autonomous vehicle the lawyers will have a field day with it because the truck will have a drive and that'll slow things down and that's really, uh, you know, lawyers have not been our best of friends in this industry. But oh, no. They may, prove, they may prove to be in the end. Um, sometimes you can have strange bedfellows. And uh, I think that the, the legal profession is going to have a field day with these things. So I, don't I think, think they will ever, Yeah, I don't think our, any of us have immediate concerns for losing our uh, CDLs or, or the need for truck drivers. There's always going to be a need for truck drivers. It'll probably. Well, that, I mean, I mean, that's what I always said, because I mean, a man has to operate a vehicle. It does, you know, I mean, they, they're coming up all these wacky future realistic stuff, but that's great. <clears throat> but in the long run, I mean that, that 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 mechanical engine could even break down. I mean it it yep. could it could have some type of uh, a sensor with a brake system, you know, and you're going to have a person behind the wheel doing it. I mean, okay, let's say your treadle valve. You know what a treadle valve yep. is, right? On the semi, yeah. Yep. Okay, if your treadle valve is sticking and you're applying your service brakes, you can't stop, and that's just air providing it. Okay, right. so now you're given uh, a computer to operate your treadle valve, 
to operate all the braking systems, to do all the I, – I, I just can't see that. I mean, realistically. I, 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 think, I think there's going to be some kind of uh, lawsuits involved. Well, I think part of the issue yeah, we I are all you're... having – the biggest issue we're all having is we're trying to fit these autonomous trucks into a 2018 highway. And it's not going to be like when they put these autonomous trucks on the roads, the highways aren't going to be like they are now. Things will be different. It will be 2030 or whatever. And that's what will be done. And maybe there'll be a center lane where two center lanes where these autonomous trucks go. Who knows? Um, I wouldn't count. Uh, there's a lot of money going into this. And I often wonder how much of this money is just going out to, uh, to Wall Street to raise money and make people wealthy on the IPOs. This is all very exciting, but so far, it's not realistic. We all know that. And yeah, I read about the load of Coors beer that was delivered. Um, with, I heard the driver was in the bunk. I don't know how the hell. That guy's got, uh, he's got big kahunas because I couldn't be in the bunk with nobody driving. I can't even be in the bunk with somebody else driving. Um, but getting away from that, I just think that we're a long way away from it. And But that will, if we all do, getting back to it, if we all continue to be too greedy and put too much pressure and be unrealistic to the shipping public, there's only so much that the shipping public can pay to move a, box or a truckload of cereal from point A to point B. They can't be paying right. more than the product is worth. So we have to keep that in mind. And we appreciate the phone call there, Mark. We want to try to get move on and get some more people in. But let me let me pose this question to you, Chuck, as we since you just mentioned this portion as far as uh, being too greedy um, for years. I'm of the opinion that you know we have really the transportation community um, have really shorted ourselves when it comes to rates. Uh, and I understand, I understand the whole aspect of, of uh, supply and demand cost. You know, trying to be fair with the pricing. But however, um, the with 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 that being said, where do you think is the where 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 is the happy medium? Where where since we were, and you may have a different opinion. If since we, I'm thinking that since we were so severely underpriced and now we're going through a little bit of a market correction so to speak uh where where do you think that correction falls what what's your opinion I on think, where, where that may well i think the magic number is it's got to be a number that your customer can afford if if you jack up your customer's rates or, or and he can't afford to pay you for the services you're offering then he can't afford to ship so you're going to lose the customer and it could be what he's shipping. You know, your truck doesn't know if he's shipping, um, you know, if he's shipping empty boxes. It costs the same to uh, ship a load of empty boxes as it does a load of gold. Truck doesn't know. But your operating costs right. are still the same. You know, and that goes back to that thing we talked about last time about it's a damn good idea to go after customers who have value in their freight. Right. That's right. 
because those guys are really hurting now. Um, you know, the, the wood companies and the, the metal companies, people like that with scrap metal, they're dying for carriers. And carriers are saying, you know what? I can haul something worth more money and get paid more. I'm going there. I don't need you anymore. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let me uh, want to go and grab uh, Max. Max, you're up and on board live with Rico and Chuck. What is your opinion? How oh. have you been faring this far with the ELD mandate? What are, what are you seeing as far as are your rates better? How is that affecting your operations? Well, I first want to say Happy New Year, and what a year it's looking like it's going to be. <laughs> I agree. Happy um, New Year to you. <laughs> the ELD, um, I started on it back in May, June time frame and kind of got used to it playing with it at that time and my opinion has been once everybody gets on it six months later everybody's going to say this was the greatest thing that ever happened and but just for the rate end of it it looked like that took about three days yeah so <laughs> um i've talked to a few guys that say they're sleeping better um, they're not, you know, people that waited the last minute to plug theirs in and try it, that they were more of a mental block on using them than there is the physical. Um, I agree. Then I lose you guys. Oh, uh, yeah, for a second. There, there we go. I think we got you back in there. Okay. I just say, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think they're that bad. Um, you know, obviously we have some hours of service issues that could be adjusted to help things. But one of the posts that went around on social media, you know, about some of the shippers that had signs at their windows that said, You're, you must leave our property as soon as you're loaded, regardless if you have hours or not. And a, a friend texted me and said, well, what are you supposed to do in this situation? I said, well, you do the same thing you've always done. You leave their property, you go with the closest safe haven parking. The only difference is now you're going to do it legally, whereas before you used to break the law. Because before, everybody did it and falsified their logbook. Well, now today, they do it, and that little section in the logbook that says remarks, they write in there why they did it, and it's perfectly legal. Good point. Um if they, if you run into that, I would strongly suggest take a picture of that uh, sign with your cell phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Documentation. That's yeah. all that comes in. It's you know, if you're driving 20 minutes down the road versus two hours down the road, that's a different situation. Right. So. And if you're, you know what? If you're two hours over your logs uh, when you get loaded, um, I wouldn't be leaving. Yeah. Because that's looking for trouble. Yeah. But, yeah, as far as the rates go, um, you know, it almost sucks to be in my current situation of being almost on kind of contracted freight here. Or, you know, I have dedicated customers and a dedicated lane that it's going to take longer for my rate to increase. But, um I'm thinking I'm going to start working harder and on my time off taking extra loads because 
the best I've seen so far, and I pretty much only look at like a thousand mile haul or, or longer. I, you know, the, the short stuff is going to be better per mile, but I actually seen one yesterday for $9 a mile on 1100 mile yep. haul. Whoa. Woo. <laughs> what was it? Like, it must have been oversized, like out of gauge stuff. Uh, it was a no, reefer load. They, no, they were asking no. for a team. <laughs> no, Chuck. I, I, I've, asking... I've heard some stories. I, I've seen proof of. Uh, I got a good friend of mine that uh, that, that I talk to pretty frequently, uh, and, and I've seen his rate confirmation. And I'm, I'm seeing, man, I, two loads within a week. Within a week time, over ten thousand dollars on two loads. Let, and, and less yeah. than three thousand miles. For three, yeah, ten thousand for three thousand. But this is uh, this is nine dollars no, no, a mile. No, 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 Let, less, less, less than. I think he, I think he's under. I think he's right around twenty two hundred miles for 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 the the exact price was uh ten thousand. I think ten ten thousand four hundred dollars. Well, under, guys, uh, that's, you know that, that's great news. Um, and that's what it used to be in the old days. Uh, that's what the rates were like 40 years ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, you know, who who would have ever thought you'd get $4 a mile coming out of Denver? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> and, and not only that, I've seen that on a load of Coors beer. <laughs> the cheap trade. Really? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Well, they must have been Whoa. desperate to get it to market. Well, that was the week of New Year's. I don't know if you know they were running short for for beer for the yeah. for the New Year's holiday oh. or what, but that's what they were posting. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's what. That's the other thing we, we're still going into. We still got a little bit of holiday. Uh, so now that with the next week or whatever, with the holidays behind us, are we going to see another correction with that coming? Back down to earth a little bit more. I think we're still going to see some uh, um, probably abnormal rates than what we're used to seeing. But I think that the rates are going to kind of remain a little bit higher than what we are what we're used to, and that's going to be the new norm. Uh, just a, just a matter of where do we find that? Like I was asking Chuck, you know, where do we find that 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 happy medium? Well, yeah, yeah, guys, we're not going to be able to do. We're not going to be able to do some of the things we did before. So, you know, if you have a, a driver that's going from Toronto to Chicago and he's got to unload two pickups and, or two drops and make a pickup, he can't do it. There's no way. Those days are over. So now we've got to hire a local uh, cartridge guy in Chicago. That costs money. Somebody's got to pay for that. And nope. I think there's a lot of money to be made for people that want to do that, that don't want to be on a highway, that want to work in these big cities and do the drayage, the local drayage um, in these cities, doing the pickups and deliveries. And the customers are going to be paying it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like you were saying, you know, there there is a limit. And the higher the rates go, you know, and the longer they stay there, that accelerates the autonomous truck and and other technologies too. The um, the blockchain, you know, for the broker's end and technology there to try to make things more efficient. But 
you know, there's there's also the factor too. We we just went through the holidays. We've had some of the worst weather, and you know, another big storm creeping up the east coast here this week. That in yeah, two weeks, a lot yeah. of this could level off. Yeah. Right. You know, be, right. There'll be all sorts of demands for stuff going down to Florida to rebuild stuff, but there won't be any oranges coming back up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess. One piece of advice I'd love to hand out, um, I mean, you guys know I am follow Dave Ramsey and Debt Free and all that is Absolutely. we always go through cycles. And if this is a boom cycle, eventually we could have a downturn in the economy, and I don't make predictions for time frame, but, you know, we go through a boom cycle. A lot of people go out and buy a new truck and a new trailer, and now is the time to pay off everything. That's right. your house. So when the, when the downturn happens, <laughs> you're sitting good, yeah. and it doesn't affect you. You got it. Absolutely. You know what? That's important stuff to remember. No. Yeah. Great advice, no. Matt. You got I'll anything you, else you want to add? We're going to squeeze some more no, folks in here. No, I'll week. let you move on, and uh, I'll catch you with you another night. Okay. Thanks. All right, Matt. We appreciate it. That's Matt from the Less Truck team. We appreciate him calling in, chiming in, and giving us a, a little bit of feedback. Without any further ado, we're going to keep it moving. Let's go and grab Mike real quick. Mike, you're going to be up and on board with Rico and Chuck. How have you been affected by the ELD mandate, good or bad? What are your rates looking like? You're on with us, Mike. Um, well, the last couple of weeks here, they, they've been really good. Um I see the brokers are really crying on the Facebook groups that I belong to. Um, and I think some, you know, what some of them are at, what some of the carriers are asking is a little ridiculous, but um, I, I'm hoping that it's going to, you know, we're going to get up there where it's, where it belongs, you know, not that, you know, buck and a half stuff. Now, the, the, uh, what I'm really hoping, what I'm really hoping is that it's gonna, um, what it's gonna do is is the shippers that hold you up and stuff. Um, I, I want to redo all my stuff to, um, to so that um, for the detention and stuff like that, where they're holding me up, is that it's gonna it's gonna hurt them. It's gonna cost them, so they're gonna get. I'm hoping that they get you out of there. Yeah, I yeah, think that the shippers are more aware, of, more mindful, and more aware of uh, of the ELD mandates now. And and they, I think that they are going to be. You're still going to have your people that are just going to still operate at business as normal. And those are those are the people that we have to have kind of in our uh, in our notebooks. We have to make special notes on. And and uh, if they are unwilling to change to bring in enough personnel to uh, load and unload trucks quickly in a timely and efficient manner, then we have to know, notate that okay, these are the shippers that we must we must begin to avoid. Those are the people that are going to have the problems with uh, getting their freight moved because because uh, if they're still operating under that under that uh, pretense, then you know it's going to be hard to service those type of people. Uh, Rico, Chuck, you know you got anything you've every week? 
I can see having yes, a bad shipper report, bad receiver report. Ah, that's a good idea. And just people that take nine hours to unload a 53-foot trailer, report them. So that way people that hear, hear it on this show and go, oh, that's going to Acme stamping. Well, I don't want to go there. That's the way to do it. Right. Right. All of a sudden, Acme stamping is going to find out that they can't do that to people anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we appreciate the phone call there, Mike. We're going to try to keep it moving. We're running running quick on time. We want to go and grab Jeff real quickly. Jeff, you're up and on board with Rico and Chuck. How has the ELD mandate affected you and your business, good or bad? Uh, it's been good thus far, gentlemen. Uh, Happy New Year. A uh, little, little background. Uh, we are uh, step deck. We run coast to coast. Uh, wherever the freight goes, we follow. Uh, we've been doing uh, ELDs for better than a year, but they've been editable uh, up until the 18th of December. Uh, the effect on us has been uh, minimal, I will say, at this point in time. Uh, we uh, we tend to keep the wheels rolling. Because we are the flat and step world, we guys don't experience the long wait times for load and unload like your um, – drive van and reefer guys do our rates are up but not nearly to the degree that rates are up for drive in and reefer uh, your rates are up so high on that side of the fence that i've actually been looking at reefers uh to purchase but uh it'll be interesting to see yeah be interesting to see what happens when spring comes around because it's it, for us it's typical through the winter months for freight to slow down and rates to fall uh and then in the spring they tend to bounce back but uh you know, the ELD is a lot of like other things. Human beings do not like change. Uh, we just, we drag our feet. We don't want to do it. All we can see is the downside to it. Now that it's here and everybody's forced to play along with it, I think what you're going to find, most people will like the outcome. I, I truly believe that. Uh, I, I think it's done uh, wonders for rates. I think, quite frankly, uh, if uh, we don't get too greedy, that we can actually keep them up there, uh, at least to some degree. Um, I think many of you are going to be taken by surprise when it comes to the autonomous vehicles. Uh, I think they're going to show up a lot earlier than what you think they will, largely because yeah. and, uh, this, comes, this comes from my background because I spent 30 years in the automotive world. Uh, I left Toyota in 2012. Many of the systems that it takes to drive an autonomous vehicle were already on the road back in 2012. When you stop and think about it, we already had electronic steering back in uh, 2012 with a system that was called Lane Departure or Lane Keep Assist, right. and it would uh, the computer would center the vehicle in the road if it if it felt if it saw that you were drifting too far one way or another, it had the capability then to nudge the vehicle back towards the center of the road. We had dynamic laser cruise control, which would hold the the speed of a vehicle uh, at a set rate until you come up behind somebody and then it would back the throttle off and keep a safe distance between you and the guy in front of you. It would apply the brakes if the vehicle in front of you slowed down too fast. Um, so, so so much of this technology that everybody's afraid of or doesn't think it'd be put into service, I'm sorry, guys, it's already here and has been for four or five years in many cases. Right. So uh, there's, my two, there's, there's my two cents. All right. We appreciate it, Jeff. We definitely appreciate your contribution. Thanks again. Absolutely. We're going to move on 
and grab another caller here. And I think that this is our good friend from up north. Let's go and grab Mr. George. George Heck, this, uh, you up and on board with Rico and Chuck. I know this hey, happy New Year's, gentlemen. Hey, how are you, George? Happy New Year's. Uh, doing very well. I probably shouldn't stay stay up north. I'm actually freezing myself probably down in North Carolina right now, but about to stop and let the storm blow over, uh, taking a load down into Florida for a trade show. But trade show loads always pay, lo- pay well, but, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining. We stopped it being well over $8, so that works for me. Oh, yeah. You know, um, have you, a couple things you touched on, uh, and I think Jeff pointed – this in the last call, um, you know, Rico, when you open up the show talking about the shortages and load truck ratios and DOT reports, isn't much of that data coming from last week or the week before? I mean, we're only two days into uh, the week, so I, I I think a lot is going to settle down. One is on that, not to mention everyone's going to flock to these areas and then laws of supply and demand take over. But I really think a lot of this on rates, this is not some – you know, saving grace that's going to fix the industry. Everything's going to settle down because, as I've said to friends of mine, and you know, that are are seeing more of the commodity side of freight, a bottle of water or a bottle of beer, a roll of toilet paper can only cost so much, and they're not going to pay eight dollars, ten dollars, five dollars to get it down the road. You know, it'll right. settle down. Um, but one thing you mentioned, Chuck, is one thing Kim and I are really focused on for 2018 is for a commercial piece of property and look at final mile, a cartage uh, operation where, you know, somebody's in a bind, they bring it in, we cross dock it, they, they leave, maybe they leave an empty trailer, the large carriers, leave a couple empty trailers with us, bring in a full one, drop it, we'll make the arrangements to deliver it within a, you know, X mile radius. Um, you know, the, when I was in the LTL world, we would do that all the time and the best, yeah, the best money we could make was the stuff they were dropping off on our dock. Normally happened on a Friday afternoon. We, we could deliver it at our leisure the following week. But, you know, they give us 900 bucks to take, you know, four skids eight miles across town. Yeah, and you had no pickup cost. Yeah, no pickup and really no line haul. That's right. You know, but, um, you know, but, hey. With what you asked about that on the ELDs, I really had I had two employees that kind of were pushing back on it, and um, you know we we dragged our feet. We had them in place for two months, uh, owned them, and then got them got them put in and played with them for about a week. And now I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I can take them away from the guys. They definitely like them more, uh, less paperwork. Um, as for myself, poured on my tractor, so I'm still on paper, but. I'm also driving in '99, so it's not a huge issue. But uh, right. but I'm looking forward to getting it, getting it, getting onto it. I, you know what? If we can't, you know, as Joe Cox has said to me, if we can't get out here and do what we need to do and make a decent living in 11 or 14 hours a day, there's something wrong with this picture. He's right. Uh, he's 100 percent absolutely. Right. You know how much you know how much time you're supposed to work. That's exactly. That that is my thought, you know. But um, but having said that, you know, like I said, I I think it's going to be a great year. We we made a jump at the end of the year and decided to buy some more equipment. Um, now just a matter of getting them picked up and putting it into place. But I mean, there's there's good business out there. There really is. There's tons of it, more than I've ever seen. It's got to be creative. 
creative to be able to take advantage of more and more opportunities, George. I appreciate, I definitely appreciate the please one more in before we wrap up the show. Um, and, and I'm going, I got to reach out to George. I haven't talked to him in a while. I got to reach, reach out to him offline. But let's go and grab Timmy before it's time for us to get out of here. Timmy, you're up and on board with Rico and Chuck. How has the ELD mandate affected your business, good or bad? No, it's not Timmy. It's Dennis. Oh, they got Timmy in here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she could understand what I was saying. But, yeah, this Dennis. This uh, champ. The, uh, actually, the one that you were speaking of earlier, the, uh, the one that got the uh, the ten grand in a week's time on two loads. Absolutely, give give us a give us a rundown on that now, if you don't mind. Now, you know better than anybody else, Rico. If anybody was against uh, ELD, it was me. I was against it. I hated it. I didn't want to think about it. You know that, <laughs> but I will say it has truly made a believer out of me. And uh, like the other caller said, in just three days. I mean, I, I've made more money that those first two loads that I um, did last week. That was, like you said, exactly ten thousand four hundred. I got six thousand to go from Jasper, Alabama, to Imperial, uh, Virginia. Eleven pallets. I mean, uh, nine wow. pallets. Eleven thousand pounds of chicken. Chicken. <laughs> wow. Chicken. And then I got um, I got forty four hundred to come back down with a load of uh, frozen dinners, uh, which was two stops out of Ohio back down to Georgia. So that was 10,400 right there. And um this load I just dropped was 590 a mile and down in Florida to go to Florida. So I, I definitely never, uh, I've never heard of these rates, guys. I've never heard of them. <laughs> well, I I see, never I've heard of rate confirmation. So I I know that this was not a this is not a, a truck counter lunch lunch story. I I actually I'm I actually know this personally. I've, I, definitely, I've seen the rate confirmation. I'm definitely not telling uh, bar stories at the TA that you hear when you're sitting around at the TA <laughs> at the petrol truck stops. Definitely not doing that. But um, like I say, I and uh, I'm very excited to see where it's gonna go. Like I say, I, I was against it, but now I'm all for it. Now, I mean, it's it truly made a believer out of me. The shippers, um, they know what's going on. I'm not having the um, nearly palms like usually to, get, to even get rates. You know, uh, maybe just a couple hundred dollars off. I mean, but they they're starting off with good grades because they know yep. that. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, Rico, I think the key now is if you're right on top of a load, you've got a strong advantage. You yep. got, and it just so happens this load that I brought down to Florida for five ninety a mile, it was four it was four miles from where I got empty at, right in the same city. My friend, that, that, that really mind. helped. That, Yeah, and I, like you said, we don't know uh, with the correction going on. We probably gonna see a little bit of a well, we probably gonna see a good bit of correction coming on now that the holidays is behind us, and maybe once the weather and stuff starts to, to to equal out a little bit and get a little bit better. But I still think that we're going to see rates kind of remain a little high. But uh, you know, it's 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 opportunity now, definitely more so than ever. Um, you know, goes back to what we always talk about here. Maybe a good opportunity to, to go back and 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 uh, create that dumbbell with some people that's that's now seeing the effect. Might be an opportunity to create that dumbbell or that tri haul and get some direct shippers of your own to say, hey, 
You want to continue? You want to continue out there uh, uh, dealing in the on, on the spot market, or you want to you want to have a conversation with a local guy that's going to be able to provide you with the service that you need? Right, they will definitely give you uh, more negotiating leverage. Definitely, if you can give him a dependable local guy that has a pretty much a set schedule. You know, I'm gonna go up, come down. You won't have to search around and try to find a guy with hours. You know, there's definitely some advantage. Right, you can get yeah. right. It, yeah, but if you can get rates like that, why be on the spot market? Those are phenomenal rates. You know, just that's fantastic. Absolutely. With right. this, I appreciate you calling in. We got about two minutes left in the show. We're gonna get ready to wrap it up here. Um, before we get up out of here. Uh, anything you want to tell the good folks how they can get in contact with you guys over at Traffic? I don't know. You might not want to tell nobody when that would. <laughs> no, you know what? Please give me a call. If anybody's got any questions, call me personally. Very important. If you want to get hold of me, extension two zero three. Otherwise, you're going to go through voicemail hell, and you're not going to get through. So extension two zero three at one eight hundred. 388-4352. And I always return phone calls. Now, if you need loads out of um, Dallas or out of Chicago, uh, in any of those areas, I have an office in each city or two Dallas or two Chicago. Uh, my Chicago number is 888-258-8010, extension 743. And Dallas is 888-713-5189, extension 727. And those guys will help you. We'll pay you right away. A little news to share with you. Next Monday Monday is the 8th, and we're opening up an office in Montreal, Quebec. So if anybody is going to be running into Quebec and they need loads to or from, give me a call, and I'll hook you up with my guys there starting Monday. That's all the news we got like right a now. Plan. Okay, so I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity. Definitely sounds like a plan, Chuck. No, we thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and even uh, braving through and coming through while you were still a little little under the weather. Hopefully, hopefully you make it on up out of the woods um, and, and get the feeling back to 100%. We definitely want to thank you. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I haven't been to six since Yes, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and we were remiss, and I do want to wish all you guys a happy new year. Uh, we're wrapping up the show here now. We want to thank everyone for uh, their participation tonight. We definitely appreciate you guys participating and, and giving us some feedback on what you guys have been experiencing. And we want more of that. We want more caller interaction and caller participation with the show. So tell a friend to tell a friend uh, to help us grow the show a little bit more. And, of course, we want to thank Kevin and Lisa Rutherford the entire Less Truck team for helping provide us with a platform to be able to bring you this show. Uh, With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you, God willing, same time, same place next week. But until then, keep it in between the mustard and the mayonnaise. Be safe out there. God bless you, everybody. Good night. Good night, Rico. God bless. Be safe. Good night. Thank you, Chuck.